¿Listo? Sí. Listo. Ok. Well, let's get started. Let's now. do it. Josh, thank you so much <laughs> for accepting my invite. Today's the day uh, before Thanksgiving. Um, it's a Wednesday. I'm sure you have better things to do than, um, than being here with me in a room just chatting away. Um, so I'm very thankful. Um, I've been, just like before we started recording, I told you that I've been following you on social media for a long time. Mm -hmm. You come across as someone very positive, um, helping people, not only with your business, but also your personal side, the videos, which we're going to talk about, kind of like the intent. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited about the conversation today. Hey, so again, thank I'm, you, uh, I'm blessed to be here. I'm really grateful for it. No, so. no, no. Again, thank you, Senor. Yeah, well, let's get started, Josh. Talk to us a little bit about you. Give us a quick intro on who you are and what you do, please. Yeah, sure. So my name is Josh from Josh Stokes. Uh, right now, I am a vegan meal prep cook, chef. Uh, we run a company called Grown Together. And really, the purpose of it is to spread positivity, uh, help influence our community in a positive way through providing meals that are going to nurture them uh, and making it super accessible as well. So that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm born and raised El Pasoan. Uh, done some rock climbing here and there. Done some, uh, I'm really big into the fitness world. Um, and yeah, man, I, I love my city. I love my community. And I'm really just trying to give back to the city that's given me everything. So that's why I'm here. Nice. Well, thank you for that intro. Yeah, Let's start course. with you being vegan, because that's the first thing that caught my eye, at least. Mm -hmm. um, I, we, we didn't talk a little bit about this, uh, but I watched a documentary about six months ago mm -hmm. on Netflix, by the way. And right after watching that, I'm like, I'm going to go vegan, right? Nice. It, it showed all the benefits. It showed everything that, I mean, it compared kind of like the vegan diet with the normal diet. Mm -hmm. And everything they talked about, it made sense. I'm like, mm, I'm trying to improve like my, 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 my mental health, physical. So I'm like, great, I can obviously also improve on that. But then I realized how difficult it was. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, I have so many questions on that topic. So yeah. let's get started with that. How, sure. Let me ask you, how long have you been a vegan? What made you become a vegan? Talk to talk to me about uh, um, about that, please. Sure, yeah. Uh, let's see, I'm coming up on four years in February. So that'll be four years being vegan. And I went vegan almost unintentionally. So where it started was the intellectual component of having like having domain over an animal where it's like, okay, so if something's smart enough, it started with me quitting eating octopus and pig because pigs are smart, man. They're incredibly smart. And uh, if there's a creature that is able to be aware of its surroundings and aware of its situation and build community, like if you look at octopus, they have mm -hmm. communities underwater, you know, like there's cities, uh, pigs, they have loved ones and they there's emotion there you know you can see it and I'm like who am I to who am I to eat that animal if it's just as capable of feeling as I am you know and with that same line of thought kind of went downstream you know a cow's intelligence level is similar to that of your your dog you know and like I go home dude I know my dog loves like she loves the shit out of me you know and, and subjecting an animal to just because like I'm trying to feed myself uh, because it tastes good it didn't make sense to me anymore. So I'm like, well, I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. There's other ways for me to eat where I'm going to be sustained and healthy and I don't have to contribute to, I don't have to take a life for that, you know? And it kind of went down that thread and I cut out chicken shortly thereafter. And then I was pescatarian for a while. And, uh, 
we went to Peru for a couple of weeks and I overdid it on seafood and you know maybe a little too much of uh, celebrating as well and I got back in town I was like you know what I need to cleanse I'm gonna go vegan for a month and I had a really good friend of mine also uh, my friend Giuliano he's an awesome awesome DJ great friend of mine he was you know kind of influencing me a bit and I was like you know what? I'll give it a shot I'll give going vegan a shot for a little bit um, two weeks into it I felt better inside than I had in years if I'm being honest and uh, that was I've been vegan since then you know so I just kind of never looked back and it's been such a good move um, in more way more ways than one the health was one of the big things that led me that direction but as you learn more about it and you get educated about uh, the vegan diet and lifestyle as a whole it's there to reduce suffering in the world and and it supports you you know so yeah it just kind of like i said it was unintentional but the one of the best things that one of the best gifts i've given to myself in a long time so well and this was four years ago right uh february february makes four years yeah. okay and when did you decide to start a business around vegan <laughs> prep meals the end of february <laughs> <laughs> Okay, tell us about the journey you starting that business. Was it because you were so excited about all the benefits you wanted to share the uh, all the benefits with other people with the community? Is that the, kind of like the main reason why you decided to open up this business? Well, um, yeah, definitely part of it. You know, I think a lot of times when people start a business, they're kind of solving their own problem. You know, um, but before I get into that, there's a book called How Not to Die. Uh, the guy's name is Dr. Michael Greger, and he outlines all of the all the big diseases that we face as a society, like the top diseases, you know, cardiovascular stuff, respiratory issues, gut issues, diabetes, all these different things, and shows you the scientific evidence that a plant-based diet can not only help eliminate some of the um, effects of it, but reverse it in some cases. And I thought that was so powerful. So <clears throat> I was actually reading that book on the way to Peru, But, you know, the further you get into it, then I listened to it on Audible a couple of times and I was like, man, this is power. You know, this is power right here. Knowledge is power. And especially, you know, mama, you know, mama earth, she gives to us. And a lot of our issues that are exist in our lives, we've created ourselves. Right. And I, th I think uh, the diet was part of that. So opening the business, it was more... Um, I was just documenting the food and everything that I was making. People would hit me up. They're like, hey, you do meal preps, you do this, you do that. I'm like, no, I don't, no, I don't. And I talked to my friend Kim and she mentioned, you know, I was like, hey, dude, let's give it a shot. You know, what do you, why not? And I had graduated, I had just graduated from school and um, I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's not a, it's not a terrible idea. So we did a meal prep. Uh, people people enjoyed it took the extra money I had from working a, a brunch and from like bartending and yeah just rolled it over into a meal prep people got good feedback from it people wanted to order again I was like okay well let's let's go down this road a little bit and uh, here we are you know over three and a half years later still rocking it <laughs> wow well congratulations first of all um we talked a little bit about the business how many years you've been open and also that how the business started and how it now is evolving into a dining room and everything that you're doing now um my thing on on how many vegan restaurants do we have in El Paso? 
More than uh, there's not there's not a ton, but there's some there's some people that do a really good job. Um, a lot like for example like Veggie Jackson, they're vegan. Um, one good one grub community, uh, they do a fantastic job. They actually grow some of their own food. They have a nonprofit. So, uh, Lick It Up was one of the first people in the space. I don't know. If, uh, I think they they still have a location here, but they've expanded out into Dallas or Austin, I believe. So we have a couple of options here. Queen's Table was another one that uh, shut down last year, but um, they were, they, you know, they I draw off the energy of all those folks because it's we're all in it for the same reason, you know, quit hurting animals and feed the community, show the community that there's a, a better way to do it. What's the main reason someone goes vegan? And I think maybe based on what you said, maybe that's kind of like the primary reason. Mm -hmm. And and when I watch this documentary, be honest and, and very sincere with you like my number one uh, reason for trying it out for for at least giving it a try which i haven't done enough mm -hmm. but i will eventually oh we got you oh for sure <laughs> it, it's not about thinking again it, 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 it's a shame that i don't say this but i'm not thinking of the animal i'm not thinking about i'm thinking yeah. about my own benefits the the, the healthy the, the, the health aspects on it mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm wondering if like the people that start a vegan diet right or, or that they go vegan or at least an attempt mm -hmm. do you think more or less what is the primary um, reason is it like a combination of both? Is it 100% animals? Is it 100% their health? What do you think is the number one reason why they will start a vegan diet? I think there's there's three big reasons, mm -hmm. right? For a lot of folks, it's health. Mm -hmm. A lot. I mean, I started on the health path initially, um, but the three big ones is health, animal welfare, and the environmental concerns, right? Because I'm, I mean. I've always been looking into um, how we can support our environment in a better way as well. You know, like the factory farming system, it's trash, you know, it's non-sustainable. Um, but I think the biggest draw to veganism is health initially. And then I'll speak from my own experience. Um, it was health. And then as I educated myself more, it really became more about uh, reducing the amount of cruelty in the world. Uh, the amount of pain that we experience, like uh, the term I like to use is global suffering, right? Because whether you're suffering through your own trials and tribulations, or it's um, a mother cow being having its baby taken away, that's still suffering on a global scale, right? So it used to be about health, and now it's about reducing global suffering, you know, so it changes, but I think health is the big draw initially. Okay. Now you've been conscious about the environment, about the animals, and I think mm -hmm. looking back as far as the way you grew up, how did this started? Like, because again, it, it is it's something that you. It seems that basically that's the way you are, right? But I'm thinking just the normal folks, like the average person, just like myself, that mm -hmm. we don't grow up thinking about nature, thinking about like benefiting others. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder if Josh has. I don't know if your parents are vegan or at least have a. a I don't know, maybe some um, some way around, I don't know how to even explain it around, kind of like caring for, again, for the environment and others. Mm -hmm. How did it start? I know you, you talked a little bit about traveling already, mm -hmm. and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there's something there as well. I mean, where it started, and to be honest with you, like to be completely transparent is, um, you know, I'm coming up in February as four years vegan. Six years ago, I didn't even hear the word vegan before. You know, so that wasn't even in my lexicon. That wasn't even part of my um, my mental dictionary. You know, that was uh, I had a friend who introduced me into the vegan lifestyle, 
and I gave him so much shit. <laughs> like I gave him so much shit and I was ignorant, you know, and you just learn more. You just learn more. I, but I mean, I've always had a, a side of me that cares, you know, like I, I care deeply for people. I care, you know, deeply for the animals that I've, you know, I used to, I grew up on a ranch, you know, I took care of horses and stuff like that, you know, did typical rancher stuff, um, which includes some pretty shitty things to animals, you know, like dealing with like castrations and stuff like that, you know, so I've always had a, an, a relationship with animals, but as far as that upbringing influencing me into this path, it was not so much the case. I've always had a bit of a hippie side, you know, I've, I've had some that's deep seated in me and maybe it just, excuse me, it just came out a little bit more, um, as I grew up. But as far as my upbringing, no, man, like I was, I grew up on a ranch, you know, I grew up, um, yeah, like that, that was it. I didn't even know about veganism until just a few years ago. Nice. Now, do you find that the majority of vegan people are, do have that hippie side or is it more on now it's, 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 it's a combination of everyone trying to, again, either the health side or maybe the environment side, it's a combination now, or do you still find that a little bit more upskilled on the, on the hippie side, thinking about the environment and taking care of others? Um, I mean, I wouldn't even call it the hippie side. I think um, today's society, um, we want to be more conscious as a whole. And veganism plays a big role into that conscious aspect. You know, if you can think, um, be self-aware and um, care for others in a meaningful way, uh, you're already on the path and you don't even know it, <laughs> you know. So um, I think today there's just all walks of life, people being attracted to this. And it's such a growing uh, community that you can't you can't put them just into a box of like having um hippie leanings or this or that you know it's like no man like i'm i'm dealing with people who are hardcore carnivores for the longest part of their life that are making a change for their family you know and then on the other end you do have you know the hippie person who's never eaten meat you know that kind of thing uh and like i said not to put in a box and like put the hippie lean on anybody like that's that's definitely not it you don't have to be a hippie to be a vegan by no means um so all walks of life are definitely flocking to this uh this lifestyle perfect do you do you see this as a trend or do you see that like the people now like myself mm-hmm. kind of like new to this lifestyle or at least that i want to try this is it a trend or is it something that for the most part people succeed in in keeping this this long term um, I definitely don't think this is a trend. Uh, I think this is part of the way to the future, if you ask me. Um, and I'm not the most strict vegan either. I'm not gonna, you know, crucify you for eating meat. You know, that's not my that's not my mo. For me, it's about taking responsibility for what's on your plate. And as a society, we have to do that going into the future um, to take care of Mother Earth. You know, to take care of ourselves because. <clears throat> Like I said, the factory farming situation is non-sustainable. The way we eat today and the way that um, healthcare is done, we have to take the power back. We have to, you know, take responsibility for that ourselves. So, yeah, no, this is this isn't a trend. This is definitely here to stay, not just here to stay, but to grow. And um, and we're seeing that year over year. So. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Now, when I watch this documentary, I sent it to my mom, sent it to my sister, mm-hmm. to some of my close friends. Because again, I'm someone that that works a lot through logic. If it makes sense, basically. Like, yeah, absolutely. And and the way they were explaining how humans are not, um, not say born, but kind of like we didn't, 
um, the evolution, um, evolution of man, it wasn't through eating meat or other animals. It was more you know, on plants and the mm-hmm. benefits. And then going back to what you said, kind of like the, the pros and, and, and cons on eating meat, not only the way that right now it's all um, industrial and with all this um, pest control and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but even organic stuff, like it like made a lot of sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Like that makes a lot of sense. The question that I have for you is like, for me, for an example, like if I wanted to start a vegan diet, is it one of those diets that I will notice the uh, the benefits or the difference if I just try it, I don't know, three times a week and the rest of the week I'm okay? Mm-hmm. Or is this one of the things that you do have to go all in at least to see the benefits, to see, um, to feel a little bit different? No, you know, <clears throat> I think one of the best things you can do is start where you're at, right? Even if that means meatless Mondays or, you know, twice a week or you, like one of the things that we recommend with the company is, you know, just get five meals. You know, that's a lunch for your whole week. And if you start feeling a little bit different, um, because you will, you know, you're getting more micronutrients, you're eating whole food, plant-based stuff, that stuff is going to actually support you. And you're going to notice a difference from how you feel um, after eating a Whataburger, you know, double cheeseburger or whatever, versus having one of our meals that's got, you know, legumes and zucchini and like all this stuff that's beautifully prepared, you know, and whole grains and stuff that is the macronutrients that your body thrives on you know so you can feel the differences in as much as a meal but to go all in it's a little layered because you know you can go all in and not have the knowledge base so you go all in and then you're stuck eating rice and noodles and you're not getting your your macro profile filled out right so there has to be some, like, I don't recommend going all in right off the bat unless you've done some research on it because what drives a lot of people away from the vegan diet is they say, oh, you know, I uh, I went vegan for a week or two weeks and I felt like shit the whole time. I was like, well, what were you eating? And then they say, oh, I was eating a lot of rice, you know, and I there's like no nutri- nutrition uh, in that diet. So <clears throat> I think having that knowledge base first is essential and doing your research a bit because there's nothing worse than somebody who has good intentions going into it and then goes all in and it's like, and just feels like trash and then gets straight away from it. And then they never come back. You know, it's like, well, you got to give yourself the opportunity to, because <clears throat> your taste buds are going to change. Like after giving myself a break from eating super processed foods for two weeks, one blueberry then tastes way different two weeks later because your, cha- your taste buds actually change the uh the gut bacteria your microbiome it's geared it's like currently thriving off the diet that you're eating whatever it is you know so you're if it's used to so like used to growing off of we'll keep using waterburger as our example right um there's going to be resistance in your gut because the bacteria that are already in there they're used to one type of um like nutri- nutrition profile coming in so when you switch it up to berries, high fiber, you know, you're going to feel different. And there's a loading phase. You know, you're going to maybe go to the restroom a little bit more. Um, you might have a stomach ache. Or you might be craving sugar, you know, and it's part of the process. You know, there's, um, I mean, we'll use a scientific term, it's like activation energy. There's like a little bit of a struggle. You, you're uh, on the path and you're going to meet resistance along the way. Um, before you really get to the good stuff. So going all in, yeah, you can do that. 
as long as you know what you're doing or seek out help, you know, that we can provide to you. Part of the page, part of the grown together, you know, motive is like, we want to provide you the information to be successful in that journey, whether it be buying our products or if it's um, just us educating, educating you through the page. So it's a long-winded answer but no no and and that was perfect by the way and it makes sense and it just that that's kind of like the things that i'm sure it's maybe not well yeah holding other people back as well mm -hmm. um the number one thing that came to my mind like okay i'm gonna start uh next week right and you're like do you know that for breakfast all you eat is eggs and i'm like oh what is it good? what am i gonna have for breakfast you know like and then i start thinking about that and i start overthinking everything i'm like okay well i'll start next month right and guess mm -hmm. what it's been about two three months like that yeah so that's what's holding me back kind of like the lack Six of knowledge and also later. yeah yeah <laughs> 23 years later i'm like oh I'm, i was planning to go vegan mm -hmm. but it just makes sense as far as the benefits um and, and and again everyone that i know that is vegan like it's not that they regret going vegan right mm -hmm. um and then especially you though you work out a lot for example though i know the myth well will you tell me if it's a myth or not as far as the protein that the only way to get is through meat or chicken right yeah. and i'm like no i follow a lot of athletes that are vegan right and they do get it through plants right mm -hmm. so um what is the number one source for for your protein for example what is it that you have a little bit more of or how is it that you make sure that you have your protein intake so yeah i mean it's like um one of the things I like to refer back to is like, where does your protein get its protein? Right? Yeah. So there's protein in everything, you know, broccoli, mushrooms, beans, you know, the big staples for a vegan diet, you know, legumes, they're huge. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy tofu, I uh, tempeh, which is fermented soybean. There's, there's protein sources all over the place. Seitan, but if you're gluten sensitive, that could be an issue. Um, but a, a piece of seitan, a four ounce piece of seitan has a compar comparable uh, protein macronutrition profile to that of a steak, you know, without any of the saturated fats in there. So protein access is not an issue. And, you know, because I do like to work out, I like to train a lot. I take a plant based protein shake. You know, if you're that concerned about it, it's, you know, $30 at Sprouts and that'll serve you up for over a month. <laughs> so there's no excuses <laughs> you know? there. So, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not an excuse. Um, People could have that concern, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is people, we don't need a crazy amount of protein. You know, if you're eating like the, for gaining muscle or like the bodybuilding world, it's like a gram of protein to a pound of your body weight, right? Even at that, dude, like that's a lot of protein. Like a normal person doesn't need that much, you know? So just even eating, um, eating your legumes, your rice, your, your start or not starches but your your vegetables like you're getting a decent amount of protein in that meal as it is so there's many different sources and if you're really that concerned about it you know like spirulina spirulina is a algae powder and it has more protein in a gram than anything else out there right now you know super protein rich nutritional yeast is a big flavoring component for like cheese sauces stuff like that super dense in protein and b vitamins so they go all right, you know, where do you get your protein? Boom, there's your answers. All those vegetables, all those things, you know, where's your protein? Get the protein. And then uh, the B vitamin thing, they go, oh, what about B12? It's like, do you even know where B12 comes from? It's like, it comes from dirt. <laughs> it comes from like mushrooms, you know? Um, so it's all super accessible. I mean, and B vitamins, you need to be supplementing that anyways, because uh, even if you're eating meat on a consistent basis. There's so many people that eat meat on a consistent basis that are also B12 deficient. So 
all these things are they are myths you know and it just takes a little bit of digging under the surface just to uncover it well you definitely have to do your homework find out more not only go based on again what you hear or that it's something again going back to my experience like, oh it sounds so difficult to get yeah. my protein or yeah, stuff like yeah. that and once you do your research once you find that that it's not you're like oh okay i'm sure like any everything else even like for example my breakfast i'm sure there's a very simple alternative to eggs for example in the morning Dude, they you know? have they have this product that we've been using lately called just egg and it tastes just like egg it has protein in it it's crazy like it's crazy how um how good these protein replacements and like meat alternatives are getting it's uh we use guardian chicken breast and some of the stuff we do for the restaurant and like on our opening night uh, there was some utep basketball players that came in and it wasn't until halfway through the meal that they found out it wasn't be it was vegan you know it wasn't even like their first bite or second bite it was somebody telling them like hey this is a vegan sandwich <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I definitely have to go check out the place. I mean, like, hats off to the vegans that were, you know, doing it in the '90s and '80s, and it's like they were, they were just doing their thing, you know. But we have it plush today, man. Like, it's, it's easy to be a vegan nowadays. Wow. And there's so many benefits. I mean, aside from again, if, because one of the things that when I talk to friends is like, oh, but you can never have. How can you not have steak again in your life? I'm like. <gasps> That is a good question, you know? And I know yeah. it's a dumb thing to say, but it is real. Like, I enjoy having steak, you know? Yeah, no, and, and it's understandable, too. But, I mean, it just depends on what you're, like, what you're, what you're trying to do with life, you know? Like, if you want to enjoy a steak from time to time, like, I, I just ask you to be conscious about what you're doing, you know? Don't feed the factory farming system. Like, that, that shit is trash. Um, it causes so much suffering. It's bad for the planet. It's bad for the animals. People who work in slaughterhouses, they walk away with PTSD, you know. So if you're, if you're going to be committed to eating meat still, you're going to be committed to eating a steak or this or that, you know, like do a little bit more research. Be more, a little more conscious about it. Take it as a treat instead of an everyday thing. You know, it's not sustainable to eat it every single day um, the way we've become used to. So. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit on the business side. You said that you basically opened up the the, the, the restaurant or the, the meal prep mm -hmm. business right after, right? Mm -hmm. Did you do research, a lot of research? Okay, what is your menu gonna look like? Did you already had a good idea of your of, of your basic menu items? Talk to me about kind of like creating that business aspect now. Um, the business was very much one of those things you jump off the cliff and learn how to fly on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Um, no, because our, our model is really unique as far as a meal prep company goes. Uh, we offer a new menu literally every week, um, and we've done that for the last three. Like, that's been the the way we've done it for over three years, you know. So I'm also not a, I'm also not a trained chef. I'm a chef by trade. So we, like I said, learning how to fly on the way down because we've learned how to cook the whole way through. You get better and better, you know, so... Now we've developed a product that I'm, I mean, I was proud of it then, but I'm really proud of it now. So yeah, um, as far as like the menu creation, there was a long time where we were just building a new menu literally every week with no kind of, um, no staple, no signature dishes, nothing like that. It was you and your partner, right, at first? Correct, yeah. So uh, Storm is my business partner and um, yeah, he's been along with me in the entire ride pretty much and um we you know we would take turns making a new menu and our tastes wildly vary you know so 
but at this point he's taking on the restaurant end of the operation and I'm doing the meal prep end of it. So uh, it's been a great move in that sense because it gives you a little more clarity around what your responsibilities are. Uh, a lot of business owners, you know, if they have partners, it's kind of like everybody's responsible for everything. But that's not the best way to run a business. It's not an efficient way to run the business. You know, you want to play to the strengths. You know, he's more of an experienced person. He wants to be, he's very creative. You know, he's really good at that execution of that creative idea and more inspired by experience. Whereas myself, I'm inspired by um, providing healthy dishes to my people, right? Because, I mean, that's just, that's just what my selfish intention is. Like, I want to be healthy and I know other people want to be healthy. So like, that's the product that I want to provide. So, um, yeah, we kind of just made this pivot recently where we're kind of splitting our forces, and that's been great. Um, where were you guys making the, the first meals? Was it from your, your, your house kitchen? Was, oh, it a, like, was it a location that you guys had even at the beginning? Where, where, where did you guys start? No, so the first, um, the first couple of preps we did at my brother's kitchen. Um, I was really lucky that he lent it to me. It was like at his home, you know? And then once we realized, like, okay, we have to go more legit, you know, there's people. How many were you preparing? How many meal preps? I mean, if you remember, was it like for five people? Was it for 10 people at first? And then how many people had to reach out for you and your partners to say, hey, maybe there's something here? Yeah, so um, the very first one we did, I think it was like around seven to 10 people. And then that repeated. And after it repeated, it was like, okay, well, we need we need space like this there's obviously like a demand here for this and uh, people who had it the week before had it the week after you know so and it was like mostly like like friends you know friends and family that started off like we started off with but very quickly we realized like we're gonna have to figure something out so I was really fortunate we were really fortunate um, to give an, be given an opportunity from um, our friends the JNK presents group uh, we were cooking at Born and Raised for the better part of a year, and um, and that was a blessing. That really really helped us a lot. So I'm really grateful to them. And then following that, uh, we went to another place called Boxcar Grill, uh, a family friend who had a restaurant so far away. Oh my God, dude! It was like it was way out in Sunland Park, uh, like actual like the city of Sunland Park. And uh, oh, dude, we were driving so far. It was so far away and then we were still running deliveries too so my delivery team would have to meet up at the spot like literally 20 minutes away from the west side you know and then uh we were in there for a couple of months maybe a little longer maybe like half a year or so and it was expensive um it sucked the kitchen was beautiful but it was it was challenging for sure and then um once that finished we, in the meantime, we were really fortunate to find this location and it took us some months to build it out. Um, August is, August was three years that we've been in there already. And uh, it took about four months to build the place because the restaurant previous to us, um, they left a mess for us. They're like, we had to redo the whole thing. So that took a while. And in February of 2020, we finally got into our home base and we kind of lucked out because initially it was going to be half of it was going to be a liquor store and half of it was going to be our our meal prep service and um, for some other reasons they were not able to uh, carry out with the liquor store and 
we were given the opportunity to take over the whole space, which was pretty intimidating at the time because like we were used to paying so much in rent and then rent just doubled, <laughs> you know? So, but we saw the opportunity and we're like, okay, let's take it, let's do it. Took over and here we are, you know, we've been in there for almost three years now. So it's been a ride. So I'm sure, when did you, when did you decide to go all in and kind of like make this full time? Because I know maybe at first you, again, like you said, you were doing it through other jobs that you had. Mm -hmm. When was the moment that you said, okay, I'm all in and this is what I'm gonna do? You know, and that's a that's an interesting question because like there wasn't one point where it was like, okay, let's go all in. I, I mean, maybe when we formed the LLC paperwork, you know, we're like, oh, this is this got legit, you know. Um, but we always took it as serious as that, you know. And it, the level of professionalism, like we continue, to, we do our best to step it up every single time. You know, we want to be the best in the business as far as what we do. Um, but we never, there was never one point where it was like we kind of doubted what we were doing. It was always kind of like, all right, well, we're going to do this step first and then that step. And eventually we're going to get a space and then we're going to grow the space and add this product line. And so it was taken serious from the get-go. Um, but being a first-time business owner or like, you know, just starting a business, you, you're you not going to be as professional as you're going to be uh, until like two years later, you know. Not to say that we weren't like being professionals or anything, but you learn, you know. And if you're not learning, if you're not trying to grow as a business owner, um, you're not going to succeed, you know. And that includes like personal development stuff. You know, um, we opened the business and personal development was like, right there with it is like my business journey and personal development journey are parallel to each other they both took off at the same time is there a reason behind that or it, it just that it came both at the same time uh i mean real really i i wanted to make something of myself i wanted to um, expand as a person and through my my early 20s you know i went to utep and all this stuff and i enjoyed my 20s thoroughly you know i was a bit of a savage You know, I, wor I worked at the bars and, uh, you know, you drink on the weekends and um, that's a lot of El Paso culture right there. Um, a lot of folks get really caught up in that lifestyle and I'm not talking shit on that or nothing like that because that's where I came from as well. But I've also seen people that um, I kind of made a deal with myself. I was like, when I'm 30, you know, like I don't want to be doing the bartending thing anymore. And I saw people that I grew up with in that scene that are still doing it today. And it's, like I said, not talking shit on them, but it's just something I wanted different for myself because um, I've always had big plans, big dreams, you know, I still do. And uh, yeah, that like, the like, if you want to start a personal development journey, start a business. Because <laughs> it is like the, uh, it's like pouring gasoline on the fire, dude. Like, You might be doing personal development, but you start a business and you have to do personal development. Otherwise, you're gonna, like your business is only capped by your own development, you know? And and that's what we discovered early on and thank God we did because um, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. Was your business partner also in sync with this mentality, with this mindset, with this way of thinking? Because again, as I'm hearing you, I'm, I'm also hearing my story a little bit, of course, mm -hmm. but then I'm like, okay, how difficult it is that someone else, a third party, of course, another person, like also understanding like, hey, this is kind of like good for the business. This is good for us. Yeah. This is good. Let's not think profit right now. Or maybe when there's a difficult, uh, difficult moments, difficult time 
for them not to be kind of like defeated, trying to just, you know, let, let's just call it quits, yeah. you know, because that's a lot of self-development, right? Oh, a little man. bit before I let you answer that, yeah, and, and this is... This is important because when we, I ask business owners, what is like the number one um, advice that you will give other business owners or, or maybe someone trying to open a business? Mm-hmm. And usually something technical, oh, well, they should uh, have a business plan. They should um, keep their overhead um, low. I mean, there's always that kind of like business. And and when when I get asked that question, I'm like, you know what? Work on yourself first. Like, know yourself first. That self-awareness. Have you been able to keep a job or a project or even a diet long enough that that you that you have proof that when this gets difficult, because it will, oh, that yeah. you're still going to stick to it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I see friends or, or maybe just people that I know that open up business, very excited about a product or that they're going to make money. Mm-hmm. But something happens. And when that something happens, that's usually when they crack and that's when we tend to blame someone or something or For COVID sure. or something else, which they're valid. But the truth is that there was never that self-awareness moment that, you know what, before I even start a business, mm-hmm. let me make sure that I'm, um, that I'm okay starting a business. Yeah. And like starting a business, it is no small feat. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy, crazy challenging. And as far as, um, us being aligned in the development journey, uh, I'm really, I'm really grateful and fortunate because he was as committed to changing his life as I am to con- was committed to changing mine. Um, so we were in sync in that way. And also, <clears throat> you know, having a business partner that you have a relationship with previous to going into business together is important in my opinion because. You know, there was a lot of times where I wasn't performing my best or he wasn't performing his best and egos and you're sensitive about this or that. And it can get really difficult to communicate through that. It can get really, really difficult to communicate through that. And if you don't have some kind of fundamental relationship and you're also not doing uh, development on yourself um, or discussing ideas in that kind of way, oh man, that's going to make it exponentially harder to uh, be successful or have any kind of longevity to what you're doing. So, yeah, we kind of like we were living together at the time and, you know, we'd get up, you know, six o'clock, five thirty sometimes in the morning. First thing that's on the radio is Les Brown, you know, talking about changing life, Tony Robbins, you know. So we listen to these things together, go to the gym, start working on the week's plan, you know, all that stuff. And. It was a great start, but we still had so far to go. And it really didn't manifest itself. Um, like I needed to work on myself a lot. You know, I have my own things that I deal with. And uh, if it wasn't for the self-development journey, dude, like we wouldn't be here today. Absolutely. So I, I totally resonate with your answer about uh, working on yourself is the primary uh, focus because everything else is going to be way, way smoother after that. Uh, and and it sounds like I don't want to use the word luck, but it's so amazing that you had someone else to share that journey mm-hmm. with you. You know, oh, yeah, truly, I was telling you that one boss. of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is to network with individuals that you know think it's um, 
similar to to my way of thinking trying to grow you know stuff like that and i did an honor myself and i wasn't having those conversations with my immediate circle right and it's not about stop talking to them it's just the more okay well let's find more people how can yeah. i find it well here's a, it's, it's yours an outlet yeah. right <laughs> yeah, so when sure. you set up that you guys were on the same page i'm like oh my god that's so cool that's like having a it sounds oh. like a very close friend a best friend like Hey, let's do this together, and you guys have been able to stick through it and oh, instead dude. of just oh, okay, well, just super, for a little bit. Super fortunate, like I said, uh, super fortunate in that way. Um, I mean, it didn't. It doesn't mean that it was super easy by no means. Like it was still very difficult, but uh, yeah, I was definitely blessed in that way. If you don't mind me asking, you talked a little bit that maybe you were not there, that you knew that there were some things that you need to change mm -hmm. when it comes to personal development. What were some of the things that you knew that you had to change in order for you to grow as a person? Let's see. So I wasn't the best communicator off the bat. I expected for you to read my mind almost. Um, so yeah, like my communication needed a lot of work. Uh, I had some bad habits just, you know, excuse me, but you, so you work in a bar for your early twenties, drinking alcohol and working becomes the norm, you know? So I, I struggled with, uh, some alcohol tendencies for a long time. And, uh, I had to work through that and that was pretty, pretty challenging. So, I mean, you're not able to show up as your authentic self if you're, um, hungover, you know, something along those lines, or if you're, you are hungover and then you're dealing with something that's kind of stressful situation and, uh, you're not able to articulate what you really mean, um, because you're not performing, your brain's not working the same way it could, you know? So getting over that stuff was, step one, <laughs> you know, and it's a process too. It's not something that's like, oh, hey, I'm going to be better today. Yeah, but how about tomorrow? You know, so it's like, it's a journey, dude. And you have to com uh, continue to put drops in that bucket for sure. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for sharing that. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you're currently working on? Everything's a work in progress, of course, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it's not like one or two things, but that you know that maybe if you get better at, like now you're going to level up. What are some things? Uh, consistency. No. Consistency, having endurance, right? Um, because I like, I can get really good at something for a couple of months, you know, and then six months later, not so much, you know, or the same, like, consistency is one that I'm working on right now. And um, really living in my own integrity, you know, if I make a promise to you or I make a promise to myself, making sure that I fill that promise out. You know, because you um, you break those promises or you you just kind of like fail in those little commitments that you make to yourself. Um, you're feeding, right? So, okay, I'm going to use a little analogy real quick. There's two wolves that live inside of you. I don't know if you heard the story before, but there's the the bad or negative wolf and then there's the the positive one. And they're always at a fight with each other. And uh, it's a grandfather telling his grandson the story. And the grandson asks, which wolf wins? It's like the one that you feed, right? So I'm just trying to feed my good wolf from here on out and uh, live consistently and in integrity to what I really want for my life. So working on my consistency is the big one right now. And that's just hard. learning. <laughs> that's so important. I'm, I'm, I'm with you at that. That's why when we talked about how I number the podcast, I knew that that's an opportunity that I had as far as I get excited about something. Yeah, I will start it and, and for sure. 
But I found that once you also start with an end in mind, kind of mm -hmm. like my 52, that holds me accountable as mm -hmm. well to finish them, right? Um, at first, I, when I created this podcast, I'm going to do them weekly. I'm going to have all these guests. I'm going to reach out. And then I saw myself that I wasn't enjoying myself. And then later on, I'm like, okay, what do you know? You also have to deal with the hair salon. You have to deal with other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would have been very simple for me to say, well, well maybe the podcast I just need to yeah, cancel. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, ah, no, senor. You know, because yeah. I know how I'm wired. And I said, publicly, I'm going to do 52 episodes. And the people I know me know, he's going to do 52, right? Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, it'll take me years to do them. But at the same time, that's kind of like my approach to being consistent and making sure that I'm able to follow through. Um, I don't know how confident you are with yourself. And that's something that it's extremely important to me as far as when I meet people or, or taking on a project. I think that once you have confidence in yourself, you're going to make it somehow, some way. Yeah. Now, the problem is that having that fake confidence um, and, and, and what I mean by that is that, again, that not able to hold your promises with, with yourself, that yeah. with somebody else, that kind of like, to me, when I boil it down, when I think about, you know, like the success stories that I hear from my guests or people that I meet, I'm like, I think it all comes down to confidence, true confidence in yourself. And after that, you find a way to make it happen. Now, the problem is how to work on confidence. Cause it's not as simple as, Hey, you just need to be confident, you know, mm -hmm. like, there are things that are really hard for, for, for me, for people to just be like, right? Yeah. So first of all, how confident are you with your, um, in yourself? And if you were to list two or three things that have uh, helped you in your success as a person, I'm not talking about business side, but what are some things that, that you're working on that it's really paying off, that it's giving you dividends there? Yeah, good question. So I agree with you that like confidence isn't something you just kind of switch on, you know, it's like drops in the bucket again. Um, and what's, I've always had a certain level of confidence, you know, cause like I played sports as a little kid. Um, you know, you do things that are hard, so you kind of start building that, but it's easy to lose your confidence too, you know, uh, super easy to lose your confidence. Cause I've been there before, you know, you, you try, some, try hard on something and the result doesn't come that you expect. And momentum goes in both directions you know what i mean so uh what's been important for me is practicing the basics for me the basics are i get up you know i practice my gratitude and uh, i train i like to work out you know and moving your body you know that produces endorphins you know you're gonna feel better already and plus you did something hard for the day that not everybody's doing you know so I think just doing difficult things um, is what leads to confidence, and it's been it's been super important for my development and my mental health, dude. Because like I noticed when I wasn't training, like in COVID times, when I wasn't training hard uh, and I wasn't consistent with it, my confidence started to slip. You know, my image of myself started to change a little bit, and um, so I just I think maintaining a certain level of physical fitness is important. And even if you're you know, like even if you're overweight or even if you have something else going on with you, um, figure out a way to invest in that body, you know, because we're this organism special, you know, and um, if you're not moving a certain way or if you're not like if you're not investing in it, it's going to it's going to tell you one way or another. And maybe that lack of confidence or like losing that is your body's way, your brain's way telling you like, hey, that thing that's really important to you. We need to do that, <laughs> you know. So yeah, for me, it's fitness stuff. 
and and reading, just growing and growing in whatever positive direction. Feeding the mind is super important too. Podcasts or reading a book, you know, like that new knowledge in that also breeds confidence as well. So those all are important things in my opinion. Are those the most I'm not gonna say successful attributes, but maybe the attributes that you consider that have helped you the most to where you stand right now? Those things? I definitely think learning is that wanting to grow, right? Of yeah, course. like it's been a common thread in my life. I mean, grown together, you know, growing is a pillar that is like I stand on, you know, like that's like the it's one of our basic human needs, you know, and um, if you're not growing, what are you what are you doing? You know, stagnating stagnation to death, essentially. So, yeah, I think. Um, finding finding a way to grow in any environment is like it's of critical importance yeah tommy robbins had um said this once and i know that you also follow him and and when i thought about it, like that is a hundred percent at least to in my case um like it, it, it is something that is definitely um truth which is um the definition of happiness is just um progress that's it happiness yeah. equals yeah, to yeah. progress and when i think about what makes me happy i'm like you're not just having a project and, and moving a little bit you're not mm -hmm. just having that progress that continuous progress that alone it is happiness you yeah, know and man. i'm like i'm big on that for I, sure i've heard i've heard that from him before also and i totally resonate with that i'm like that's an abs that's true you know that's absolutely true happiest times of my life is when i feel like i'm making forward steps you know so i, I agree and i think the secret to that is finding a way to having that continued progress and when i think about my friends or the people that i know that are maybe suffering from depression or not happy where they stand like when we look at what actions they're taking they're not taking actions right to at least to try to get out of there and again someone that is working on a project that is doing something for themselves you see the happiness that comes with that mm -hmm. again it doesn't mean achieving that progress i mean that goal achieving that two million dollars that you want at the end of the year but working on that that amazing right yeah it's all about the journey right? it is it is i'm gonna ask you something that um um chelsea the owner of Chuko relic asked me last time mm -hmm. it was right after we recorded because we, we started this conversation on happiness for some reason it always goes there mm -hmm. and she said are you the happiest person that you know in your life mm. and i was like mm. i'm not gonna share my my answer yeah. here because it's not about me what an interesting uh, yeah. what a good question, though. It is, because if, first of all, it makes you think. Mm -hmm. And then if the answer is no, then the follow-up question is, so then what's missing? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, let me go back. Are you yeah. the happiest person that you know? Hmm. You know, I, I would like to think that I'm a, like, I mean, I know that I'm a very happy person because I take, um, I can find happiness in a lot of places. You know, I'm very blessed with my life. I've got family and friends and, you know, a roof over my head. So uh, I definitely am one of the happiest people that I know. But, you know, I also see other people who are living incredible lives and they look very happy. For So for me to say that I'm the happiest person, I don't know. I think that's all relative, but I'm, I'm up there. <laughs> there you go. And I think that's basically what the answer is, because, of course, you know a lot of people and they say, oh, I'm happier than this guy. Isn't mm. that about that? But to know that, you know what, I'm a very happy person. Yeah, no. that, that's basically like kind of like what I think the answer um, we should all uh, lean to have mm -hmm. instead of right off bat saying, well, no, maybe I'm not the happiest person, you know. Yeah, you can't like, uh, you can't get happiness um, 
crossed up with like satisfied, right? Ooh, that's a good one. Explain yourself, sir. Uh, because like you can be happy, but you can be, still be dissatisfied, right? Like currently, like I'm not satisfied with um, I'm not satisfied with a lot of things, like my business performance, you know, my physical performance. Like I'm not content there, you know. I'm not satisfied, and that's part of the hunger that pushes me to step into that next um, phase of my own greatness, right? Um, so I think by being happy, yeah, you can be happy, but don't be complacent because you're happy, you know, be happy, but still be chasing, you know, chase more happiness. I can get, get some, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. And that makes sense. And once you have reached that level of happiness, again, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. Doesn't mean that you smile all the time and Mr. Happy. It doesn't mean that it just means that very few things make you unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about what makes me happy, like, I'm not smiling all day. I'm not telling everyone, hey, here's a heart for you. Here's another heart for you. That's not me at all. (laughs) Um, But what it is is that very few things bother me in a way that bothers my life. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think that comes in play or that is true is because the perspective that I have in life, that as long as I have health, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my kids, of course, they're good. You know what? I, you know, anything that I have, it's a plus. So I really think that you know mm-hmm. always when i have a difficult situation going on or 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 a bad situation either personal business whatever it is my number one question that i ask myself is okay is this negative situation are you gonna die from it like is there is there a possibility you're gonna die from this situation mm-hmm. and if the answer is no then don't worry about it you know that then that's kind of like what has helped me like okay we'll just move on you know going back to perspective mm-hmm. sometimes i'm sure when you have those difficult moments at work but personal life of course you're stressed. Of course you're feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. I think it just let, not allowing that moment to dictate the way you feel about other moments or other things in your life, right? For sure. And that's kind of like what I want to segue a little bit to the videos that, that, that you make about trying to not only share your story, but also trying to positively impact other people. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about this, that you cannot be like willing to share or at least giving advice if you don't feel satisfied or happy with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we're perfect, right? But you have to be at a stage that you're satisfied, that you're comfortable, and you want to help someone else. Mm-hmm. And you cannot help some that someone else if you know that, you know, that uh, uh, I need help myself, For right? Sure. So let's talk a little bit about those videos, the, the intent behind that. Um, what is it? What's your intention there? Okay, so like the, the videos that I was making... I still make from time to time. Um, really, the intention is to positively impact any one individual. If I can gain, uh, provide value to somebody, whether it be in the respects of mental health, of leadership, um, business stuff. But a lot of it, a lot of what I've noticed I like to talk about is like psychology and mental health stuff. Um, and that's because it's such a delicate thing. You know, it's really easy to slip into some depressive or anxious um behaviors and like i said it's it's easy for me to speak on that kind of stuff because i've kind of been there in a a sense you know i've experienced it and i never really experienced like depression or anxiety uh the same way i did until like the end of covid last year like this time last year and it was shit man it was tough you know and with the video stuff um sharing my experience you know like i want to let people know like hey you know you're not in this journey alone you know this is not just your cross to bear by yourself there's a lot of other people out there that 
have not only um, felt the way that you feel, but have either made it through it or are still going through it that are trying that are not only seeking help but trying to be help to somebody else. You know, so the intent behind those videos is, like I said, to just um, provide value to literally anybody that's going through a tough time because we all go through tough times and uh, and I want to be a resource to help people through that for sure. That's, that's, that's amazing. I was telling you that um, I've been wanting to post some stuff like that, not not all the content, but at the same time, I do feel that some of the stuff that I that, that I um, can bring to a table can bring value to someone. Mm -hmm. But then I I don't. Why? Because then I, I feel that, like, who am I to, oh, you know, babe. give advice or like what are other people are going to think? And I like to say that I don't think what other people think about me, but it's, it's there. there yeah. So I, I, I can't just ignore it. Mm -hmm. um, did you deal with that part to that? Do you still deal with that as far as maybe that you want it to be more frequent or, or um, yeah, with, with the content that you're kind of like trying to to pose the the messages have you dealt with that talk yeah, to us about abso that absolutely um it goes back to the consistency thread that i was talking about but yeah man like imposter syndrome you know that's a real thing and i didn't really give it um as much thought until you're kind of in it and you're like is this even being received you know like does this matter you know and and then you kind of just have to remind yourself why you're doing it in the first place there's a lot of times like where I don't post a video because I don't feel like I'm uh, acting in alignment to the message that I'm even trying to portray, you know, because sometimes like you got a shitty day and you just want to chill out and watch a cartoon and be non-productive, right? So it's hard to be like, uh, all right, well, productivity yeah. is done this way because of this and this, you know, and uh, so, yeah, I think... Um, I think like going back to that analogy of feeding the wolves, like feeding yourself that good information and like that um, motivating um, content that's going to help you feel, uh, yeah, like motivated to get that message out there. And you have to connect yourself to why you started it in the first place. Like, am I starting this for the recognition of what is going to come from this video? Or am I making this video because it might get five views and one of those five views is somebody who really appreciates the message, you know? And if you anchor yourself into that thought pattern versus, oh man, you know, I hope this gets out to a lot of people. It's like, who gives a shit if it gets out to a lot of people? If it gets out to 10 people and one person, it maybe changed the way they were feeling or helped them through whatever it is they're doing, it's worth it, you know? So, and, it, and like, like I said, um, I haven't been making my videos as consistently as I'd like to because you get caught up and you're busy with your life and this and that. And like the longer you go, the less you, uh, the less it's relevant to like your day to day. You know, so I think just like, don't be afraid to start over, start where you're at, you know, anchor yourself in the true intention of what it's supposed to be there for and get some, you know, go for it. <laughs> yeah. And then the, again, going back to, I don't know if maybe you have received some hate or maybe some people that were not, I don't know, as positive with your messages as maybe others. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you, again, once you meet other individuals that do share kind of the same way of thinking, I find that those are the ones that will appreciate that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and what I mean by that is that their feedback will matter. And since it's going to be positive, don't go based on the ones that maybe don't um, give you any feedback or maybe give you negative feedback to begin with. 
Yeah, you know, I, I haven't really experienced a bunch of negative feedback, to be honest with you. And it's surprising, too, because, um, you know, sometimes I'll be at the store and I run into a friend that I used to work with or something. I'm like, hey, man, I really like your video. And I'm like, oh, crazy, you know, like, you're not a person like, I would expect to hear that from, you know. Uh, there's a Bob Proctor uh, conversation I was listening to not too long ago where he's like, uh, a friend of his is giving him advice to uh, talk on stage. And he's like, well, what do you do when, you know, there's somebody in the crowd that's just you know, not feeling it, not like, I mean, obviously I'm paraphrasing because I don't think Bob Proctor talks like that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like when, like when there's somebody in the crowd who's not enjoying the message, and she says, uh, you talk to the light, you know, don't talk to the darkness, talk to the light, you know. So even if there was people hating on the message or questioning the validity of it or whatever the case may be, it's like, well, I'm not talking to you, man. I'm talking to the person who cares. <laughs> if you want to hear the message for what it is, you know, please, by all means. But if it's just there for hate, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not really that, I'm not really concerned about it. Have you always been like this? Like, again, aside from the business, have you always had this kind of mindset, at least of wanting to grow and also just pushing yourself as much as possible? Uh, yeah, I've, al I've, I've always been like super growth oriented. Um, the mindset's developed over the years for sure. But, you know, like I've always see seeked out challenge, you know, um, whether it be through fitness stuff, um, I did Tough Mudder some time back, you know, rock climbing was huge in my life um, when I was doing that. And you're always looking to level up, you know, when I studied, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I picked my degree plan because it was one of the hardest sounding degree plans. Which is what? <laughs> if you don't miss. Uh, I studied cell and molecular biochemistry right. at UTEP, but I also love science though. I love science and like, so yeah, I've always, I've always seeked out that challenge for sure. Is it what you get after you're able to accomplish that you like? Is it the whole process of, as well? What is it that you like and seek challenges? I mean, you're always after like, you want to finish what you're doing, you know, but it's the process that's the most meaningful part of it. You know, like it's becoming, it's the becoming of the person who could finish that challenge is the, uh, is where the sauce is at. It's like, you don't set a goal just to accomplish the goal you set a goal to become the person who can achieve that goal, right? And that's, that's what I'm after. Nice. That was deep, Senor. Thank you yeah. so much for yeah, that. Yeah, Let's Thank talk you. about your COVID experience. You said that you, you had some... some um, can you talk about your personal experience with COVID and also the business side? Was it all related? Mm -hmm. um, what was your COVID experience and how did you get through that? Sure. Uh, COVID was... So we opened our pickup menu for the first time the week before lockdowns happened. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, really poor timing. Um, so, yeah, so we're still, you know, puppies in the business game, still learning how to do it all. I mean, we're still, we still are learning a lot. But um, it was just an interesting time, you know, like because the business didn't really slow down. Like my life didn't slow down the same way. Uh, somebody who was just quarantining all the time because I still was an essential business. We had a weekday operation. We had the meal prep operation. We we're still learning how to do business. So it was just, um, it was a lot of work. It was a lot, a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of me not being um, as meant, like I wasn't there with my good habits quite yet. You know, I was still like 
I'm trying to like articulate this beautifully, but I wasn't full as a person. My cup wasn't filled yet because I wasn't investing in myself enough and leaning on vices like alcohol and um, distraction or dissociation from uh, the pressure that I was experiencing at the time. So COVID through the business, it was a lot of work, man. Um, learning how to deal with personalities, learning how to have hard conversations because yeah, you know, the company was still growing the whole way through it. Um, but just because you're growing doesn't mean you're profitable all the time, right? So, uh, you know, it got really challenging at the end of the year. Um, when I say end of the year, like third quarter, you know, so like around September, November, like September going into fall, going into fourth quarter. Um, sheesh, man. It was, uh, it was a, it was a combination of stress between my partnership with Storm because I wasn't showing up the best way I could, financial stress because um, we were having to use money for allocated to taxes to cover uh, cost of goods sold and stuff like that. So it got to be it got to be really challenging in the financial department as well as the interpersonal relationships. And then my relationship with myself because all of these things I was having so much of a hard time um that my mental health was in the drain dude like i had i had this one day where like i was fighting a storm i was in a relationship that i shouldn't have been in and uh dude i had never felt that way before and it was like definitely one of the low points in my mental health experience so i learned a lot from it though um you just you kind of you gain a lot by subtracting some things, right? So you take away some of the bad habits, you take away some of the relationships you shouldn't have, and then you invest that extra energy into what matters being, you know, whether it's yourself or the relationships that are paying dividends, right? And uh, that's essentially how I got through it by kind of hitting the rock bottom and uh, recognizing like, hey, if there's not meaningful change now, um, everything that you're working for is gonna slip through your fingers, you know? And kind of getting to that um, that pain point last year was a big catalyst for me stepping into the next version of myself that is capable of dealing with those challenges in a more positive way. So my COVID experience was unique to say the least. I know a lot of people had challenges and struggles and a lot of people went through a lot, but the pressure from that has helped me grow in a big way for sure nice. well thank you for sharing yeah man absolutely now the process of subtracting because i'm with you right if it's not providing value i mean you do have to do an audit and if it's not providing value then you just have to subtract it from your life right mm -hmm. but it sounds really simple to do that right like and all of us know okay well don't eat that cake you know if, if uh, maybe you're working yeah. on this but the eating all the cake is there right yeah. so is there anything any tips any advice anything that you can share on when you're finally gonna subtract, like kind of like rock bottom, this is kind of like, it can be um, family, it can be relationship, well, yeah, even family relationships can be processes, can be friends, there can be so many things subtracting, right? Mm. But again, there, there, there's a reason why you got there to begin with, because you need to subtract them long time ago, mm. but that did not happen, right? Mm. But when it did, what are some things that helped you like finally get through that and say, you're being subtracted, sir, or woman, or whoever. <laughs> situation yeah <laughs> uh leverage you know tony robbins also talks a lot about leveraging what you want versus what you're currently doing right 
So I knew that um, I wanted a healthier body. I knew that I wanted to um, commit my energy into something productive and positive. And when you recognize something's just taking away from that, just taking and taking and taking away from that, like, well, it becomes very obvious that that thing has to go, whether it be uh, a habit, a person, whatever it is, right? So then what you do is you stack all of the things that you want um, from that benefit, right? From like taking the situation out, like what do I really want? And you align yourself with it, what you really want and you leverage your own personal desires um, to make it so painful to do, uh, to continue to be in that relationship, to continue to use that habit as a um, soothing mechanism or whatever the case is. Um, it makes it a lot easier to subtract that thing because you have all these stones stacked up on one side. You know, it's like, I want to be healthy. Uh, I want my business to prosper. I want my relationships to thrive. And you stack up all these, you know, bricks on one side. And the one thing that's keeping you, um, keeping you in place, it gets, it gets over, um, overturned because you have so much weight behind, like so much things that you're using to, um, just take away that habit essentially I'm trying to like i imagine like a teeter-totter mm-hmm. you know and on one end you have your bad habit and on the other end you have you know the the love for yourself the love for the people that you want to be with and it just kind of tips at one point you know when you stack enough things so yeah. also but, when you realize the weight that the other should have to begin yeah. with right yeah yeah exactly like like i said stacking like you're the weight of what's important to you outweighs the temporary gratification that you get from whatever the negative thing is that you need to get rid of. Yeah, it's yeah. just so hard being able to identify that. Like the yeah. way you're explaining it, 100% agree with you. But then as I'm thinking, okay, how can you, in, at least in, in step one, step mm-hmm. two, help someone that doesn't maybe share that um, way of thinking. Like mm-hmm. they know they shouldn't continue I don't know, let's say that relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But there's something that prevents them from seeing the weight that their, let's call it personal life or love should have. Yeah. And it, it comes to, okay, well, that's the hard part right there. That I mean, that is the hard part, but that goes back to uh, doing that deep work on yeah. yourself. You know, you have to be okay with spending enough time by yourself and asking yourself those challenging, like having that challenging conversation with yourself. Like, what does matter to me? Where do I want to go in the next five years? Um, Like, what's important to me? Where do I feel like I'm most alive? You know, if you never answer those questions, you don't you don't have any um, navigation on your own life, you know. And that's what I think a lot of people fail to do, myself included in the past, where you know, you're trying to, it's like, I always say, you can't hit a target without, like, you can't hit a, you, how do I say this? <laughs> like, you can't um, reach a goal without having, like, direction, right? And knowing yourself is part of that direction. So, yeah, I mean, that's step one right there. Do some shadow work, do some thinking, sit in a room that's quiet, go on a walk, ask yourself some tough questions. It comes from that yeah that self-awareness is huge right because that's Incredible. what's going to allow you to finally detect what you're doing good what you're doing wrong you know but then when 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 there is that piece missing that maybe you do not 
know what you're doing wrong, but you know that something's hurting or something's not right. That's why it's so important to hang around with the right people, not to guide you and tell you like how to do things, but just to give you that different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that um, those videos that um, kind of even the podcast sometimes, um, but. My intent is just to offer a different perspective of maybe someone that doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like if, um, again, the problem that I see a lot when people have issues, including myself, yourself, that we normally go with a friend and family to tell them about, hey, this is my issue. Can you help me out with this? Mm-hmm. The problem with going to friends and family most of the time is that they're my friends because they think similar to the way I think, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe that issue requires a different perspective. It requires me talking to someone, nothing to do with me. Maybe like, let's say like in your case, I have an issue with my business or I have an issue with, with a friend, a relationship, a girlfriend, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that maybe something's not clicking. I just don't know what it is. And that's why I kind of like surrounding yourselves and asking for that different perspective from other people. I think that brings a lot of benefit. When I look back at people that, let's call them haters or people that struggle, the people that are negative in their lives, that they're always um, not able to stick to a job for a long time, they're always blaming someone, there's always something going on. If you really sit and analyze their situation, it's not their fault. Usually it's just their upbringing. They were not lucky to have the perspective that maybe we had with, with our parents, that friends that told you, hey, this is what kind of like mm-hmm. the, the things that go. So when I see those situations, all those people are like, I really don't blame them because when you look at their family or how they grew up and everything else you know it's not their fault the problem is or not the problem but it would be very nice if they would have been offered a different perspective at a younger age Mm -hmm. that way they have a higher chance to correct whatever issue they have because now yeah of course you're looking at 30 40 50 year old person blaming the, 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 um, everything on someone else. But then when you analyze their upbringing, their life, their, their, their parents, their family, everyone follow the same thing and no one's able to step out of that cycle. And that's kind of like when, when I see videos like your people trying to offer that perspective, I'm like, oh, he's doing it. He's mm-hmm. again, uh, trying to impact someone in a positive way. And to me, that's, oof, I respect that a lot. Well, thank you, man. I'm going to push back a little bit, though. Go for it. Because, like, we're all 100% accountable for our own actions, right? Um, Our lives. And every single person grows up and has a degree of trauma. Some, it's greater than others and different types of trauma, you know? But I don't have as much sympathy for somebody who's... Um, a grown person who's acting like a child still or you know somebody who's like has the same opportunities as anybody else because that just goes to like just just shows me that they haven't done their work you know so yeah man everybody's everybody's got their issues everybody's got their trauma i got i got trauma storm's got trauma you got trauma like everybody's got that stuff and uh yeah it definitely helps to have like a good friend um it's important to have somebody who will let you kind of wallow in it for a second, but also tell you, hey, you done feeling sorry for yourself? Like, you're ready to take some heart, like some criticism, you know? But if you're not able to take the criticism, it, I mean, like, you're not able to see your way through it, uh, ultimately it comes down to you seeking answers you have to go find the person that's gonna tell you straight shoot you straight you know you're gonna have to read the book you're gonna have to 
ask those tough questions. So like, I don't really have a ton of sympathy for somebody who's stuck in that way. Like, I mean, I feel for him, I empathize, like not to sound like I'm heartless or anything like that, but at the end of the day, it's still, um, you're still responsible for that. Yeah, definitely. And it comes a point in your life that maybe you didn't grow up with your two parents or maybe Mm -hmm. your mom, ex or your dad. Yes. But it comes, I I agree with you 100%. There comes a point in your life, maybe not at 12, maybe not even at 15, but at 20 that you're like, wait a minute, something's not working here. You know, like there is something (laughs) there. It just kind of like, okay, that is true. But at the same time, like having us, if you don't have that strong foundation, at least because they will, I think everyone reaches a stage or or something in their life that they kind of like, okay, wait, something's not right here. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of like we're, we're, we're back to that saying, okay, which step are you going to take now? Okay, now yeah, that you have identified, sure. like, are you going to, again, seek uh, for, for help? Are you going to try things different? Or you willingly, you will continue the same pattern. Mm-hmm. And the thing on that is that, what if someone can offer them the same thing, but at a younger age, or oh, yeah, or that they don't yeah. have to do that? So if someone can impact that, like at a at a younger age, or you don't have to deal with the situation, um, again with with a really difficult situation at thirty or at twenty five. Yeah, no, I mean, I see, that's kind of like where uh, I see where you're coming from now, though. Yeah, yeah that makes and, sense. and again, and, and I'm with you as well with that because you're right. It comes a point, either an action or an age or something that you notice that hey whatever i'm doing it's not working mm-hmm. right the thing is that okay like how can we maybe <laughs> what can we do about yeah this? <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's what i see because again when when this is my, my daughter um tells me the stuff that she hears from school about like really difficult situations and then i ask about the other parents and then they tell me like well she tells me this this stories that i can't even believe right and i'm like oh what, there's people like that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I could help him or her so much by doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But then it comes to, and, and I don't know if you struggle with this, but, um, and I know we're into a different subject, but it is very similar, which is kind of like when, when you hear your, your, your friends having problems or other people having issues that in your mind, oh, all you have to do is this to fix it. But then I have learned the, 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 the wrong way or the bad way is to, Bro, if they don't ask for advice, shut up. Just mm. just, just hear them out, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, again, going back to the point of asking for that help and be willing to, to try it, right? Because mm-hmm. it's one thing for you to ask for help or advice, but if you're just not going to do it, I'm like, okay, well, then that was useless as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's talk about... I think, uh, uh-huh. I think asking questions is like a good way to help uh, create some discovery in that kind of situation. You know, like, don't offer the critique right off the bat, but maybe ask them a question so they can discover that advice on their own. You get what I'm saying a little bit? No, that makes sense. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but, like, say you're having parental issues, you know, and be like, hey, well, how do you feel, like, um, how does it, like, how does it feel, or what what did you do the day after, um you had your, your you saw your parents fighting or something like that like what did you do that next day and then they kind of like oh well i went and i got blacked out drunk you know like how do you how did you feel after that you know instead of saying like dude you need to quit drinking so much you know you just kind of say hey well how did you feel about this you know we kind of play i don't know like if i was going to give my friend advice like i would just try to ask questions before i gave advice 
because they don't maybe want to hear it and they might also have a internal frame of reference so they can discover it on their own yeah that's some something i try sometimes oh nice thank you mm-hmm. senior what, what's next for you when it when it comes to we'll talk about what's next for the business but for you personally what is it that you want to to reach to do to grow what is it that you're working on uh, right now, uh, I'm really just trying to make the meal prep process uh, as efficient and smooth and organized as possible. I have so many different things that I want to work on, but um, trying to stay disciplined and getting the meal prep where I want it to be. You know, I have like some some money numbers that are like some numbers that I want to get to with that. But really, it's about uh, developing a really awesome culture inside the meal prep business and then being able to step back from being like the hands-on operator team leader um, so I'd like to develop that culture really well build our team and develop leaders within the company so that um, I could free up my time and my mind to work on a couple of different things that can help us step into that next chapter um, so yeah just refining the business um, that's a big one for me and then on the personal end, um, I, I just want to continue to put positivity out there, be more consistent with the message. I mean, that's that's the big ones for me. Other than that, I'm trying to grow rock climbing this year, man. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> that is like one of my big goals is uh, giving myself permission to take a little bit of time to live. Yeah, it's difficult, especially when, of course, when you have a business, you have responsibility, you have employees that depend on you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Um, also, taking that time to be selfish and do the things that will yeah. make you happy and will continue to allow well will allow you to keep on going with your journey that's a that's a point that i struggle with a lot you know it'll also be my like what would supposed to be my day off and i feel guilty for taking some of that time to to decompress you know i mean i'm i'm, I'm at least cognizant of it but it's definitely something that's challenging for me thank you yeah, uh, business side. What advice would you give someone that wants to open up a business um, in, in in the meal prep industry? I have a friend that's been thinking about. It, I know he's gonna benefit from mm. from hearing your advice on it. I would say be organized. Be organized as possible. I know this is gonna be like one of those technical answers, but like organization's cru- crucial and planning ahead. Um, I mean, like if I was to look back and say like the things that have benefited me the most, it's been organizing my thought, like thoughts about it, knowing where I want to go with it. Um, like the, we talked about earlier, like with thinking with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to start a meal prep pro, like meal prep company, know why he's doing it. Because like, man, this has not been an easy business to like break into with no like seed capital <laughs> or anything like that. So definitely get your uh, get your thoughts organized and uh, your values aligned to what you really want and know where you're going to try and get to and um, and go for it. Um, go, going back to your social media, I mean, when I when I did my research and every, and every single time that you post something, like what comes across is like that you're passionate, that you like what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. When it comes to either giving back or, or a new project or a new plate, anything that you... I mean, you can tell that you love what you do, and that's so important mm. to do so. I love life, man. Like, we're we're blessed to be here. You know, this is an incredible opportunity, this experience that we're having as human beings. Dude, this is the shit. <laughs> like, uh-huh, yeah. You know, so 
yeah, like I, I want to radiate. I want to put that goodness out into the world because the world needs it. You know, if I can be part of that, you know, like I'm, I'm happy to be it. And I think that's next was once you find peace within yourself. Doesn't mean you're not working on stuff, but that's kind of like the next step. How can you help someone else? Mm -hmm. Which that brings you joy, and then I mean, it's it just a, a cycle that the contribution, man. Yeah. That's a that's one of the one of the ways to grow. You know, you want to contribute back. You want to be able to help people. There's no greater joy than uh, helping somebody that can't do anything for you. You know, so like contribution's huge. You're doing such a great job, sir. I, I really want to 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 recognize all the work that you're doing, because again, you can tell that it's not only um, for for your business, for you to um, be profitable. Is that you also along the way want to help others with it, if it's within changing their uh, their their um, diet to a healthy one, or even with the, the words of encouragement, positivity that you throw out there, like oh. I can Amen. tell that there's someone that cares for others. So that's why I was very excited to have you on, sir. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And uh, I also want to acknowledge you for inviting me and doing this. Like, you talked to some great people and uh, getting your message out there and inviting us to your space. It's it's incredible, man. So thank you. No, no, no. Thank you again. What else are we missing, Josh? Talk to me. What are we missing? I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just like I'm just so psyched about life right now. I'm just so psyched about where we're going. Uh, I'm psyched on El Paso in general. I think we have so many talented, bright uh, people in this city with like unlimited potential. You know, and it's really going to be exciting to see where we are in five years from now, ten years from now. Um, so I'm, I'm just I'm really enjoying the present, but I'm also very much looking forward to the future. Yeah, when I started this podcast, one of the things I said is because there's nothing going on in El Paso. There's no one doing anything in El Paso, so I want to help out. Yeah. And then I did my research, and I'm like, bro, you're stupid. There's so many great <laughs> yeah. people great, yeah, doing great stuff, mm -hmm. and it's, okay, well, let's go ahead and share that, right? So that's why, um, again, when I, we talked a little bit about the guest. It's like, I want to be able to recognize because you, like, that person deserves recognition mm -hmm. for what they're doing, you know? Yeah, and and yeah, that's, that's kind of like the tape that, I, that, that I'm trying to take now as well. So um, w when it comes to a food space, do you see a lot of, uh, not only vegan restaurants, but um, in that space, do you see us growing a lot? For sure. I mean, there's some incredible uh, chefs out here and that bring unique ideas. And I do think that the, uh, the eatery... Uh, space like restaurant space is like just food in general uh, there's a lot of room to grow um, but I do think the talent that's here uh, is in a great situation to make some special stuff happen so I, I think the uh, the culinary space has got a pretty bright future in El Paso and I I'm pretty glad to be a part of it <laughs> nice, perfect. Yeah, so then let me ask you the last question which is the same question I asked every single guest mm -hmm. and it's a two-part question Ooh, I like this two-part question what is the one thing that you love about El Paso? And we cannot say answer food, by the way, because that's a given, okay. right? Yeah, fair. Um, and <laughs> then the second part is, what is one thing that you maybe would like to change or improve of our city? Oh, yeah, that second one's easy. Okay. Um, first one, cool. uh, one thing that I love, right? I love how authentic El Paso is, like people-wise. You know, like uh, you come to El Paso and people treat you well. You know, you hear it from anybody who's from out of town. It's like, man, people are so friendly here. It's like, I love the energy that our city um, puts out into the world. You know, we're a melting pot of so many different cultures, you know. And uh, 
I, I just think that we show up in an authentic way. So I'm, I'm proud of our city for that reason in particular. And then what I want to change, yes, sir. dude, I want to get our, I want to help um, our city get healthy. I want to help our city get healthy. I go to the grocery stores all week long, all the time. And I've seen so many people with, you know, like diabetes. I, I could tell you're diabetic because like I, I took care of my grandparents when I was, you know, a little younger and I've seen the end results of those diseases over a long period of time and it sucks, you know, and I don't want people, um, I don't want, you know, your grandparents to go that way. You know, I don't, I want, I want our community to be a healthy, thriving, active community, you know, and that's why Growing Together exists. That's part of the reason why I post workout videos and do stuff like that because, dude, it's, it's, uh, it's not a super complicated thing and it's just a little bit of education, information, and action. So I want to help improve the health of our community for sure. Follow-up question on that one. What you think, you, you already said kind of education and also action, but what's holding us back um, from, from actually taking a little bit more action? Is it the knowledge? Is it, what is it? I, I think it's a lot of culture, dude. Mm -hmm. I, think, uh, I think El Paso has a really strong uh, culture and a lot of the food that we've traditionally eaten uh, growing up and today um, isn't the healthiest for us. So that's where the education piece comes in because yeah, the culture is strong and it's important, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to be stuck in the same cycles of um, diet and disease, you know? Like in the end, healthcare, um, it shouldn't be about sick care because we have a sick care system, right? It needs to be a healthcare system where it's preventative, you know? We're gonna take care of you before you get sick versus it, um, you come in, you're sick already, and we're gonna give you a lifetime of medication. It's like, that's bullshit. That's not the way we're meant to live. You know, so I think uh, I think just showing showing people that you can still enjoy the same type of food, but with a better outcome for your body, is super important. That's part of the reason why we do the the restaurant because, you know, we had a Big Mac two weeks ago. You know, a healthy Big Mac. Believe that. <laughs> so, oh, is that pictures of a what is it buffalo sandwich that you guys had there? I don't know if it was in your personal or the, oh, the grown together account. Mm -hmm. No, like, oh my God, that looks so amazing, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and you're like, you can't eat fried foods all the time, but, you know, like, we're going to show you that there's a better way to do it. So that's, yeah. why, that's what we do. Oh, and you're absolutely right when it comes back to culture. Um, again, when I was thinking of going vegan or at least giving it a try, I, I, was, I remember telling a couple of friends, they were bullying me about it and making fun, uh, like, yeah. what, you, what you mean? Like, I mean, I won't repeat the same <laughs> comments or... or, yeah. or um, wording that they use but it, it goes back to again not in a bad way but it comes back to like the culture right mm -hmm. that how come we're not at an at a stage that hey that'll be cool give it a try you know at least at, le at least for that moment particularly mm -hmm. yeah no it's a culture thing for sure um but i mean we're shifting the paradigm day by day you know everybody uh feeling better is more important than eating the same thing over and over again and i think people are starting to realize that and our generation is going to be um, really important in that shift of consciousness. Yeah, that's why what you're doing is so important and everything makes sense and everything aligns mm -hmm. one, from your beliefs to your actions to your thoughts, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like one of the biggest takeaway that I get talking to people in this podcast that like when they have, like when they share their stories, when they talk about what they're passionate about, oh, okay, well, everything makes sense as far mm -hmm. as like the actions that they have taken and the things that they're doing or working on to do right mm -hmm. and and same with you i mean you're very passionate about helping others in this particular way it translates to again trying for other people to be healthy as well so yeah. 
right? And not only, again, not, not only physically, but also mentally. So like, oh, I'm eager to see what, what, what else is next for you, senior. It's all, it's all related, you know, the, yeah. the mind, body, soul, spirit, all that. It's, it works together, you know, so we want them all to be in shape. Nice, <laughs> perfect. All right, senior, well, once again, thank you. And thank, um, thank you guys for watching or listening to this episode. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks. Guys. Adios. Bye.